What's up guys? Hope you guys are doing super well. Hope you guys are off to a fantastic week so far. Welcome back to another episode of the FIFO Fit Podcast Show, episode number 17. This is your host, Cam Wild, the FIFO Fit Coach. And in today's episode, we have another epic one locked in for you guys. We're going to be interviewing Nikki Newton of Azure Medical Clinic in Perth CBD. And uh, we're going to be talking all about DEXA scans. We're going to be talking about BMI. We're going to be talking about everything when it comes to health and fitness related body composition, tracking technology, all of that cool stuff. So make sure you've got the uh, yeah, volume turned up loud. For those of you who are super interested in learning more about DEXA scans and uh, body composition tracking technology, there's actually some bonus content that didn't make it into this podcast episode because Nikki and I actually went over DEXA scans uh, through screen sharing when we actually recorded this episode. So if you're interested in that, stay tuned for the YouTube interview where I'm going to be going through and sharing all of the uh, the content that we we went over uh, where Nikki goes into depth about BMI, DEXA scans, and how to read them and how to interpret them. So if you're interested in that, be sure to check out the YouTube uh, channel, FIFO Fit on YouTube. But before we kind of dive into things, a bit of groundwork as always, guys, the whole purpose and point of the FIFO Fit show and, and the brand is to uh, change the culture on FIFO so that everyone has access to you know accessible health and fitness knowledge and understanding. And for those of you who want to make a change, you have an easy way to do so. That's what we're here for. So make sure that you're sharing FIFO Fit you know with your mates on site, off site, wherever. And uh, also for those of you who don't know and haven't taken the quiz on our FIFO Fit. Facebook page, which is facebook.com forward slash FIFOFITAU. There's a free quiz that you can take, take 60 seconds to do, and uh, you fill that out. It's got 10 questions, and uh, send that through to me, and I'll send you through a report which will tell you exactly what you need to do with your health and fitness. So, tips on your nutrition, training, and how you can move forward in an easy and effortless way. But apart from that, guys, sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. First of all, I want to say thank you so much for taking time out of your evening, Nikki, to, uh, to be doing this, this interview with myself. Um, we've kind of been, you know, we've been working together kind of online for, <laughs> I think, I think almost 18 months now, if not longer say, Yeah, a couple of years, yeah. Yeah, it's been been pretty full on. So this is this is certainly a long overdue chat that we're uh, we're looking to have here. But uh, yeah, I really do appreciate you taking out, uh, time out of your day. But for those of you who don't know this beautiful woman and very intelligent, smart, and takes the best notes that I've ever uh, ever seen in my entire life. Um, we are joined with today by Nikki Newton. Now she works at Azure Medical Clinic in, this is in Perth CBD, and this is the clinic to go to if you have, for your holistic health and, and medical health needs. So if you're in Perth or you're stopping by, check them out because they've got amazing services, incredibly professional service. So definitely go check them out. But this superstar is an experienced sports scientist and physiotherapist and, uh, full on into DEXA scans and has a wealth of knowledge around this and is just an incredible people person. I send my clients to see Nikki all the time and I always get great comments and feedback from them about her care and service and just the level of depth and detail that she goes into them. So, so excited to have you on Nikki and I'm really excited to kind of dive into this. 
Thank you for having me. <laughs> tell, tell everyone a little bit about your backstory. Tell, uh, help us to get a better understanding of kind of how you uh, came to running the most prestige clinic, uh, you know, health and holistic uh, health and medical clinic in Perth. And uh, what's your backstory to all of this? Right, well, it's um, not the usual kind of scenario with the GP and a physio um, just going into medicine um, or clinics. Uh, Richard and I first met working for the Royal Navy in the UK. Um, then in 2001, he answered an advert with the British Medical Journal for adventurous doctors required in Australia. Um, and so the story began with, the, with us moving over with two kids, landing on King Island, thinking where on earth are we going to, uh, where on earth are we, between Melbourne and Tassie somewhere. Um, and so what we thought was a one-year sabbatical turned into, I suppose, 17 years and an extra kid. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, and so we actually spent five years living in Tasmania. Um, so we understand the pressures of, um, of, of working, living in a rural environment. Um, then we moved to Perth, supposedly on the way home to the UK. Um, got slightly sidetracked. Richard set up another medical practice in the northern suburbs. And then the next chapter was um, we then got into the mining industry. Um, we were directors of a company that supplied doctors, paramedics and nurses to mine sites. So Richard himself was a FIFO doctor and I was in the back room doing the operations uh, for the medical centres. Um, after the sort of mining boom or the, the luxury of having doctors on site, we moved out of that and um, Richard did some locums at the naval, local naval base because he, had, he was in the military and he did lots of other locums and GP practices and then in 2015 decided we'll take the bull by its horns and, and let's just set up our own practice. So that's what we've done. So, um, you know, the, the purpose of it, setting up Azure was really to ensure that um, our patients got a good quality service, but also using modern technologies to implement that um, and um, try and diagnose and treat concerns under the one roof rather than just referring to other people when it, it wasn't totally necessary. Um, what else? Uh, so as far as your goes, it doesn't really matter whether you're a surgical patient, a cosmetic patient, a GP patient, patient who's coming in for DEXAs or more wellness, uh, dietary advice, psychiatric advice. We, we, um, it's a team. We're all a team, so we do everything together. That's amazing. Yeah, you have a lot of – I think that was one of the things that stood out uh, was the fact that you have so many different uh, – and and – like high level professionals all working under the same roof. And when you do that, you have the benefits of kind of, you know, you know, basically passing people back and forth between the doors of, of the offices in the space that you're there to really yeah. have a, to deliver a complete service to your client. So that's a, a something that really stood out to me. And uh, it's, that's why we get, you know, why we, I hear such great praises from you from the other yeah. side of Australia. So Fantastic. And the other thing is, is that in the area we're, we're in, we're very fortunate that we don't necessarily have a lot of chronic disease. So therefore, it encourages us to look at wellness rather than illness. 
Mm. So we're very much sort of um, um, trying to help in the preventative space. Yes. Yes, very much so. So rather solving the problem before it becomes a before it even becomes a problem um, yes. versus versus sick care or, or um, allopathic medicine, essentially. Yeah. yeah. Right, great, great, great. Uh, so, okay, so tell us a little bit more about yourself. So being a sports scientist and, and physiotherapist, what is it about these fields that you are so passionate about? Um, I think I might be a control freak. <laughs> um, I like to educate people. I like to feel, empower people to take responsibility for their own uh, conditions or wellness or illness or rehab or whatever it may be. Um, you know, there's a certain amount of you can lead a horse to water and but you can't make it drink kind of scenario. So you can, you can prescribe exercise, you can prescribe various routines and things, but you won't have any success if the person doesn't understand why you prescribed it. So for me, it's very important that people get all the understanding they, um, and they can relate to it so they become more intrinsically motivated. So you're a natural educator, natural teacher. You get a lot of value out of helping people uh, to or helping people better understand the why on uh, what they're actually doing. There are some instances where your explanation doesn't work for all people. You know, you might have to flip it on its head or explain it a different way. Um, but the whole point is trying to get the message through. And I've, I've been very lucky because I've had worked in the NHS in the UK as well as the Royal Navy. And um, so there are sort of time pressure situations more in NHS where maybe you haven't necessarily had the time to devote to that. And then there, in, the, in the Navy, there are very rigid conditions. You're, you, you do have the luxury of going through all explanations. And yes, they are highly motivated people generally anyway, but it's, it makes a huge difference. So the message I would take back is then go back to the NHS and say, well, how can we, how can we deliver the service better by giving our clients better information? So tell us a little bit about DEXA scans, because this is something, this is a technology that I've been fascinated by, and I know it's something that uh, you trumped me on, on a 10x level. So help me better understand and help us better understand what exactly is a, a, a DEXA scans and how are, how are they being used to improve the quality of our lives? Okay, so well, DEXA scans to start off with is short for dual X-ray um, or dual energy X-ray absorptometry. A very uh, long name, hence why it's uh, been shortened to DEXA. Uh, and I can't get my mouth around half the words. Uh, anyway, um, it's a low dose X-ray um, which is split into uh, two distinct uh, photoelectric kind of peaks, which are different energy levels. One which is targeting the bone and one which is targeting the soft tissue. Um, as your fat and your muscle are different densities, they absorb x-rays in a different, different amount and so produce different signals, which is why we can then analyse the signals and produce an image. As far as... Um, when they came into being, they've been in, in, in the States for donkey's years, you know, we're talking decades for both research and for public use. Over here, as far as I know, they, they well, I've been doing research 
using them for about 10 years, but they only came into this kind of uh, public domain or being able to use it privately, I should I say, probably in the last five years. Um, most of the x-ray company or all the x-ray companies do have DEXs, but they, because they can get a Medicare um, rebate item on doing um, uh, bone mineral density levels for your hip, forearm, or knee, um, hip, forearm, and lower back. Um, they concentrate on the osteoporotic uh, population, and they don't tend to do whole body composition. Right, um, so that's kind of more of a getting scanning for body composition, as in lean, you know, separating lean mass from from uh, bone mineral density. This yeah, is yeah. that's more of a um, uh, how would you describe it? Something that's uh, non a non essential type of scan. Yes, yes. And as a result, um, the scanning laws um, are different between the states. Um, I know the eastern states were planning on coming into line with WA, um, despite the fact I think probably WA is slightly backward, <laughs> but we're now forward, um, in the fact that um, scans in WA, we're only allowed to scan for licensing regulations every 12 weeks or more um, over East you you can scan as frequently as you want. Um, so the, um, there are differences in the states and that's to do with the various radiation councils. WA, we're um, a long way from anyone else. Um, so our, um, there's a risk of our population radiation increasing, which is why we have the stricter. Um, that's, that's really fascinating. And I remember speaking to you about this a couple of weeks ago because Client, you know, clients on, uh, I couldn't wrap my head around it because when I send clients on the East Coast, they can get a scan whenever they want. There's no referral, doctor's referral, anything like that. But everyone on the West Coast, uh, they have to go get a referral from the GP because they're concerned about the level of radiation. Uh, well, basically, the laws are regulating the level of radiation. And you're going as far to say, and I didn't actually know that, but it's because it's such an isolated city. Uh, I think it's one of the most, or if not the most, isolated capital cities on the planet. Yes. Uh, because because of that, the the population therefore may travel a lot more. So there's more concern about radiation from the flights. Can you go into a little bit more about that? Um. It, no, not really. <laughs> well, all well, I can say is... Like, how much radiation would you get from an average trip versus how much are they actually getting from a DEXA scan? Oh, well, so a DEXA scan is about, uh, well, it's a tenth of a chest X-ray, quarter of your natural background radiation, but the equivalent of a flight for us to go to either Adelaide or Darwin. So if we flew to Sydney, we'd get more radiation from the plane being an atmosphere. Um, um, than um, actual the scan. So it corrupts the scan. So which is why any uh, people who are flying in uh, from whether it be the East Coast or even further afield, um, I always like them to have um, time between their flight and coming in for um, a scan because uh, you really want the half-life of the radiation um, to disappear. Yeah, got it. Awesome. And, and tell us a little bit about the, so, and how are DEXA scans being used to improve our lives? Like, how are they relevant? What are they being used for? And particularly around the space of health and wellness and uh, using it to optimize body composition. Why are they 
Uh, and would you consider them revolutionary or talk to us a little bit about the tool? Um, so the clients that we have are, are very wide ranging. I mean, yes, we get the professional athletes. So we've had quite a lot of rugby players come through here, bodybuilders, figure builders, and sports competitors, gym junkies. And then, then we've got the sort of wellness spectrum, which is um, the people who are maybe on 12-week challenges um, to improve their body composition one way or the other. It doesn't necessarily need to be weight loss or fat loss. It could be increasing muscle or lean mass. Um, we get those who people who've plateaued in the gym and for their mental state, they're almost at the point that they're giving up um, and because they're not making any improvements, it doesn't matter how hard uh, or what kind of effort they're putting in. Um, so it's uh, so for those kind of people, we reassess what they're doing. Uh, we're looking at their nutritional um, intakes um, and we're looking at how much lean mass they're going. We, we scrutinize actually what kind of exercise they're doing. Is their exercise working against them? Um, then we have those who never exercised before. So we try and educate them the importance of exercise, but also the importance of nutrition, because when it comes down to it, it's 80% nutrition is the effort. If you want to make a change to your body composition, the 20% exercise is just there to get people to increase their lean mass to help, um, um, burn calories in conjunction with their nutrition. Um, um, carrying on from that, we get uh, type 2 diabetics, particularly, who come in. So that is more of a lifestyle change. So educating on them on, again, if they change their lifestyle and various aspects of their lifestyle, how it's going to make, make an impact on body composition, particularly when it comes to visceral fat or toxic fat around the organs. We have those patients within the clinic, or within and out, um, who have may have high blood pressure, high cholesterol levels. Um, so there could be potential possible um, risks of having cardiovascular or metabolic disease later on. We're just trying to identify it early. So if you've got those patients who are continually getting those readings, um, they might be on medication, but you explain to them, look, if you can change your lifestyle, then perhaps we can get you off that medication. Uh, then there are those who... Um, I get quite a few referrals from bariatric surgeons. So for patients who are about to have gastric sleeve um, surgery or bypass surgery, so they'll have pre and post um, DEXAs. Now, we all know that um, if you're on a very low calorie diet, then you lose muscle. And so it's very important, for, particularly for this group of people, that Yes, they, they might lose muscle, but we're trying to determine how much muscle they're losing and they're not losing too much because obviously they need muscle in the long run to burn calories uh, to help them. So the, the bypass surgery or the sleeve surgery is just a short-term fix. What they've really got to learn is the long-term lifestyle and that's what we're trying to educate them after they've had the short-term kind of fix. Um, and then my final group of patients or a couple of groups of patients might be those who are recovering from injury. And so looking more at lean mass and imbalances between the sides as a result of compensating or those who are in a slightly older age group who are looking for 
um, risks of osteoporosis or sarcopenia, which is low muscle density. So there are lots of different applications for using the DEXA. That's amazing. The role that I play is helping to optimize body composition. And like I know in turn that has a, uh, a downstream effect of improving all these other health markers and things like that. But I really didn't understand how, uh, how DEXA could be applied to all of these different groups of people um, and to be able to help them you know, manage their better understand, as you were talking about at the very start, but also then in turn help them manage the condition, their condition um, or even prevent it, depending on what stage they come to you at, which is really, really cool. Help us better understand, like, there are a lot of different technologies out there, perceived technologies out there, a lot of gyms that have, <laughs> your favorite one, I know, a lot of gyms and there are uh, uh, people who uh, are using, uh, you know, different kinds of, of stand technologies such as bioimpedance. Uh, can you talk to us a little bit about the, you know, the differences and, and how DEXA measures up against something like a bioimpedance stand or, for example, skin folds or even other me methods. I know I uh, can't put my finger on it right now, but there's the, the underwater one. I think it's something hyperbaric, I think. Okay, so when, when body composition or, or, or looking at body composition first came into being, um, underwater weighing was the go-to um, method now the trouble is underwater weighing is literally that you get in a, a tank of water of known volume you're dunked in this tank you have to keep uh, hold your breath under this tank and under the water and they look at how much water is displaced over the top of the tank and then they uh, with various equations they work out um, your body composition it had it was it was revolutionary at the time um, but uh, thankfully it's moved on since then because uh, it is quite hard to get people to be totally compliant with that kind of measurement. So the next measurement sort of moving on from that, so, so that was what we called a, a two-compartment um, two model. So the next thing we moved on to was bod pods, which is probably the one that you were thinking of. So bod pods are what we call air displacement uh, and I can never say this word, please, myography or ADP is uh, short, but anyway, bod pods. I believe you, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so bod pods are essentially this chamber and you um, sit in it. There's meant to be um, a certain air temperature. Um, you sit in it and, and then it essentially um, looks at how much air displacement there is. Rather than the water displacement, there's air displacement. Now, there's, there's a lot of sources of error with this, um, including how much is your lung volume, um, how much you're still digesting, which is in your GI tract, um, what clothing you're wearing, body hair, um, then if um, the chamber size itself, so with um, bigger patients or bigger clients, um, it's going to be a different result than normal size compared to thinner clients. Um, so there's um, a lot of variables, including temperature control, move, whether you move during the process. So it's not ideal. Um, the next one I would probably say is skin folds. Now, skin folds, um, I actually don't mind. Um, I think they're reasonable, uh, particularly if you haven't got access to, you know, DEXs like this, 
Um, skin folds, the main problem with skin folds is um, the variance between operators. And also if you've got an operator who is not used to doing skin folds or doesn't um, make notes of where they've taken the exact measurement on each person in relation to anatomical points because um, just even comparing the two of us we will have different anat anatomical um, variances and therefore the skin fold is going to be different um, at different points so um, skin folds it is pretty good if you've got an experienced person doing it I actually quite like skin fold the only problem with skin fold it, it won't pick up your visceral or toxic fat, which is underlying um, your abdominal muscles rather than the subcutaneous fat that you use for pinching for the skin folds. Um, next one, my favorite topic, bioimpedance. <laughs> bioimpedance. Um, so those are essentially, is passing an electrical current or, um, and it's determining your body's resistance or reactance to that current, um, which then can determine fat mass and fat-free mass. So people might have fancy scales at home, digital scales, which will say their body fat percentage. That's exactly what that, that is doing. It's passing a little current um, around your body. Other places you go to gyms and you stand on a bigger set of scales and hold two paddles. Again, that's meant to be completing the circuit. Now, bioimpedance, if it's done properly, should be done in lying to begin with. It shouldn't be done standing. So there's one variable you've already got when you're on your scales or in the gym. Um, now, um, the main sources of error with bioimpedance is that bioimpedance assumes that our body is a cylinder, which we're clearly, clearly not a cylinder. It also assumes that all our tissue is um, isotropic, which means uniform in all directions, which again, it isn't. Then you've got things like um, um, the subject's posture, limb positioning, hydration levels, electrolyte balance, whether someone has fasted for four to six hours beforehand, whether they've consumed alcohol because they shouldn't consume alcohol eight hours beforehand, whether they've exercised, what their menstrual cycle is doing, their diurnal variations. So there is a fair amount that could just knock it off slightly. The only trouble is with bioimpedance, people will come in and they will stand on, on, the, on the machines, be X percent fat, and then perhaps the next day or two days later come in and they're totally different and then they can't understand what's going on and they start messing around with their programs and their diet what they should have done is just ignored it to begin with yeah. so um i'm not a great fan of bioimpedance as, as you probably have picked up um, <laughs> and i think that's uh, it's very important for people to understand and have the right information and have the right knowledge and basically the, the whole point of these technologies that we're using and in particular why I use DEXA scans and obviously why you're a, a huge supporter of it and, and you're all over this, right? Uh, is the, uh, the ability to have consistency with your results, right? To so rather, rather consistency with the, uh, with the, the scans, right? So measuring from one point, from point A to point B, 
so that we can understand the variabilities, understand what's actually changed. Because if there are too many things that throw out the, the scans at any point along the process, then it's very hard for you to determine whether or not you're actually making progress or not. It's like you may have, uh, your, the initial scan, let's say, that you got with your bioimpedance is kind of what you're sharing with us, is there are so many different variables that can throw that off. So when you get this original scan, and then 12 weeks, 24 weeks later, you have it again, there you have, you know, eight, nine, 10, or whatever it is, variables that can throw it off in a different way. And it could give you a reading that you lost 20% body fat or built five, five kilos of muscle, or whatever. And reality, but then when you look at the photos or anything like that, it's completely off. And you're saying this is what throws people out a whole lot. Um, and what are some of the challenge? What are some of the real life challenges to that? Look, I've had people who, who have had bioimpedance scans and then 10 minutes later got back on the same scanner and had a totally different result. Then, so psychologically, it is very damaging, I think. Um, and whether it be, I mean, a lot of people, their first, first thing is they, they, people always focus on body fat percentage. Um, to me, body fat percentage is something that should be taken a bit with a pinch of salt because what I'd rather people focus on is lean mass um, because it's your muscle is your engine that's going to help you burn fat even at rest. And if you don't focus on your lean mass, you know, why bother? <laughs> um, I love this. So basically, it's fair to say that you're all about the gains. You're all about. Yeah, yeah I love it. Sorry, continue. And that's what my what, that's what my 16 year old son keeps on saying is about the gain train, mum. That's it. That's it. I love it. Your son's on point. I love that. <laughs> and I couldn't agree more with that. I couldn't agree more with that. Too many people are caught up in. I mean, obviously, you know, we want to be lowering our body fat percentage. There are, there are certain discrepancies, which, you know, we'll be touching on in a second. But uh, the, the primary focus, as you say, is the more muscle mass that you have, the more energy you're going to be burning, whether you're at rest or whether you're you know, at the gym. And I describe it like four liter engine or a two liter engine, right? Which car is going to burn more fuel? The four liter engine, right? So if you have a bigger engine, it's going to burn more fuel, whether you're at rest or whether you're dragging down the highway. And uh, that's an important thing that to, to work on because it, it, it equates to more long-term sustainable results. So that's where, and that's really what people come to see us for, right? Yeah, and you're stealing my analogies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've used that too. No, I'm a 12-cylinder and 8-cylinder engine. Okay, cool. So before we jumped into this, this video and before we started having this chat, you were talking to me about uh, well, we're having a chat about BMI and um, how it's such an, an arbitrary uh, and irrelevant measurement that's still being used in the medical community today. And uh, you said that you wanted to show me something and kind of you know, really yeah, drive the point home. So talk to us a little bit about BMI. What is it? Why is it now so considered so irrelevant? And uh, help people to kind of you know, help us all better understand what's going on. Okay, so BMI was originally um, formulated by the World Health Organization as a statistical tool for a whole population. So, so they were looking the at refugees in Europe and seeing whether they were at risk of cardiovascular and metabolic exactly disease. The same so BMI. when you've got a population, you've got uh, thin people, fat people, tall people, small people. And so 
over so a, over the, the screen, whole population sample, is going to, you're going to get an average and it's going to average out. So the equation itself is is not going to deviate too much. It's not going to have an in a big impact on a person or the sorry rather the population. However, if you apply that same equation to an individual, you are then causing a change in the results by um, as a result of the fat mass and the lean mass skewing the results. Okay, so you cannot use something that was set up for a whole population statistically and 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 apply it to an individual. Now, unfortunately, the medical profession got hold of this equation and um, started um, using it for individual beef fats. Um, what the doctor should really be using is um, and his a waist-to-hip ratio um, if they're trying to show people that they're at risk the of cardiovascular right, and metabolic disease just on a bigger. consult kind of level. Obviously, a dex would be even better, but uh, at a consult level. The, so, so I've had a number of doctors, surgeons, and that's medical professionals who come through. And the first question they ask is, what's my BMI? Or I want to lower my BMI. That's, that's the goal. And I said, well, stop there. We're not even talking about BMI. Uh, and they look at me at horror, in horror. And I said, okay, well, I'll, I'll educate you about BMI, but it's a load of rubbish. What is visceral fat? What's the quick blow of that? Visceral fat is toxic fat that surrounds our organs. So you probably know that. You just need an enzyme to allow us to break down where to start. Unfortunately, those hormones and enzymes are still surrounding the organs. Out of the disturb the organs function, the so we get dysfunction, um, which is why we get disease. Um, so if you think about it, the, the organs that are in that android zone between chat. the bottom of your sternum and your belly button, um, um, I think he thinks it's going to be okay. Apart from your brain, and your lungs, and the other half of your percentage, heart. And I, and so yes, all those other organs will be affected to some degree um, by the hormones and enzymes that are in that visceral fat, causing dysfunction. So the more visceral However, fat you've got, you look at the higher the risk fat, you, he's got the organs are kilos, uh, not working correctly, well above and then that's why we get the range of 500 grams. But he didn't know that was there. This gentleman on the right knew the likelihood it would be there because he had a pop This gentleman had no idea. So out of the three of them, despite the fact they've all got exactly the same. <laughs> well, according to the Heart Foundation, Diabetes Australia and Cancer three Council, different kind of people. essentially a reflection of a lifestyle. We've got someone who's okay. so um, it's it be poor nutrition and a chap so that making the wrong no choices, lack of nutrition, so not eating, not so eating not enough, and again, probably not eating enough of the right kind of foods. A lot of fat. So those, the whole point about us and why we do it for wellness is to prevent this scenario. And lack of exercise is, or not is, having uh, the lean mass to help them burn um, the calories. Yeah, wow. That's fascinating. I certainly learned I certainly learned something there as well, particularly about the uh, what was actually what the visceral fat was actually storing there. I wasn't aware that it was storing hormones and enzymes specifically, but I was aware of the dysfunction that it was causing. So that's something certainly uh, very, very interesting. Yeah. This has been incredibly amazing, uh, eye-opening, and I know our listeners will be tuning into this are going to get so much value out of this. So, Nikki, thank you so much for your time and um, 
sharing your knowledge and wisdom with us. Um, and for those of you who are lucky enough to be living in Perth, if you have not checked out Azure Medical Clinic uh, or Azure Medical Cottesloe, I believe it is, um, yes, yeah. go, definitely go check out the team there. They're absolutely amazing and they provide uh, such an incredible service. So thank you again for your time, Ricky. Thank you. It's always a pleasure. Oh, 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 o